Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I am good. Are you um, Are you doing your tax burpees? Uh, my, t- <laughs> my tax <laughs> challenge? Uh, yes, I am, but mine are looking a little bit uh, scaled these days. <laughs> my step back, step ups. Um, but of course, we are talking about the sponsor of today's episode, which is 1040.com. They are hosting the 1040 tax challenge, which is 10 burpees and 40 air squats as fast as you possibly can. And if you register with them and upload your video to their competition corner site, then you could win $1,040 to a rogue. Wait, I tried hey. to roll my R, but I didn't get it. Yeah, it was not good. Rogue. There you go. That's rogue. better. Thank you. There you go. Much, much better. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's probably a good reason to do burpees, I guess. And, you know, have somebody do your taxes for you. I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Totally. That's the other thing is if you, if you get picked as a winner, um, you get to use their tax software for free, which is sick and get that shit done. Cause that it sucks. Tax time sucks. So having a system that's easy and free is ideal. Um, but yes, you can follow the link in the show notes to 1040.com to register. It's totes free. And there's four winners, the fastest man and woman, um, a random person picked off social. So be sure to upload your video to Instagram and tag at taxes online and the hashtag 1040 tax challenge. And then the gym with the most participation will win too. So that's cool. If you're a box and you need some equipment, now's the time to rally your troops. There you go. Don't register if you cheat your burpees because you probably cheat on your taxes too. And then you're going to jail and you won't win. Like, right? It's like, a, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, just shows your character. So don't cheat. So, <laughs> well, speaking go. of uh, not cheating or doing burpees or whatever, the open is over. I know. You know what? I am cheating on my diet. You know what I've been Ooh. eating today? Girl Scout Sorry. cookies. <gasps> oh. oh, let which me take all of them. Let me tell you okay. what the game, let me tell you about the game changing move. All uh-huh. right. So my daughter comes home the other day, uh, a week or so ago, and she brought home some Girl Scout cookies, dosey dos, the little peanut butter chocolate ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't eat those. I just, this not my flavor, right? And she gets up the next morning and they're almost all gone. <gasps> and she comes to me and she's like, did you eat my cookies? I'm like, I don't eat those cookies. Like, that's your sister. You know, and she was bent out of shape. Typical teenage girl fight ensues, okay. right? So I go to Meg and I'm like, don't get all butthurt about this. I will get you more Girl Scout cookies. Well, Dad, they're not selling Girl Scout cookies anymore because, you know, the pandemic. And I'm like, I will get you Girl Scout cookies. So where do I go? Amazon. And yes, you can get Girl Scout cookies on Amazon. This is not an no. ad. This is just me being a fat ass. Are and you serious? Yeah, yes. You can get them in packs of four. You get the dosi dos You get Thin Mints, um, the little peanut butter ones. I forget what they're called. And the uh, Peanut co- butter patties. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I guess. Or peanut butter sandwiches. Which yeah, I those. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the little coconut ones um, with caramel the chocolate and the caramel. Yeah. Oh. Samoas, whatever they call them. Samoas. Now. Yes, that was it. Get a box of four. It's like twenty five bucks for the four, so they're probably a little pricey, ah! but I don't care. They deliver to my front door, and uh, yeah, Girl Scout cookies, game changer, Amazon. So wow, it is what we call hashtag bulking season around the Woolly household. Uh, I've been in bulking season for five months, so I I can fully relate. <laughs> I go through sleeves of Oreos these days. I'm living my best life, pregnant. Truly, like I know I should be 
paying more attention to my diet because I need like nutrients to build this human. But um, this baby loves carbs. So I'm just kind of embracing it and letting it happen. Whatever. What what carbs does the baby like most? English muffins. Oh, I love English muffins. Me and the baby have a lot in common already. It's true. It's true. It's like a bad though. Like if I don't have it, then it's like not like I'm not okay. First of all, English muffins are not that bad, dude. Like, well, when you eat like seven, if you eat like a fucking sleeve a week, it's not that great. Come on, it's like one a day. What are you whining about? Come on, like, yeah. But then it's like it's like it carries over, right? So like, okay, so then I'm gonna have cereal later, and then like for dinner, it's like it's like a veg. I'm on a vegetable ban. Put it that way. Are you Except taking your Are you fries. taking your prenatal vitamins? Yes, and I who am. Cares? You're good. Exactly, is what I'm saying. <laughs> You are good. Look, I grew up in the era. I think I said, I've said this before. Like we didn't have seatbelts. Like my, my dad chains, old Roy chain smoked when I was a kid. Ooh, yes. Oh yeah. He could blow the, the smoke rings. He was really, good. he was good at it too. Oh my God. He was cool. so good at it. Yeah. It was, he was, he was a man's man. And um, yeah, it's like everything was you know, processed, uh, wonder white bread and, Yeah. Yeah. Every time I like, I like bitch that I can't, you're not supposed to have like deli meat or whatever for fear of listeria. And for the same reason, you're not supposed to have, um, lox like smoked salmon, which like as a staple Jew, lox is a large (laughs) part of my diet. I remember Um, that actually we we were in the Jewish community (laughs) and my ex-wife loved lox and there was no lox on the house. You're not supposed to eat it. Right. So, and I like, I bitch about it because when we order sushi, which is like once a week, basically, um, my favorite is the Jew roll, the Philadelphia roll, which is smoked salmon and lox yeah. and avocado and in a sushi roll. So like a couple times I've just been like, fuck it. I'm going to get one. I'm going to eat these rolls. I'm going to like, you know, pray I don't get listeria, which is by the way, the odds are wicked low. They're just, you're just trying to be safe. And every time I'm like, should I have done that? Matt's like, Nikki, they used to tell women to have a martini while they were pregnant to like calm down. So I think you're fine with your like six tiny bites of locks. <laughs> that actually wasn't science in those days. It was just men being men. That's <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> My woman is hysterical. Give Fetch her a martini. Yes, booze or doc. <laughs> tell her to drink something, please. I don't care what happens to that baby. That's what it, that's true, no, though. That's what it was fine. like back in the 50s and 60s. It's true. And, yeah. I mean, I was born in 1970, so probably even the 70s. And being you turned honest. out fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I was bald by the time I was 12, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. Wasn't a big deal. It's probably not the, probably wasn't the drinking. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah. Well, fortunately for me, my mom didn't drink. She still doesn't drink. She never, she's never been a drinker, but uh, you just on that sweet tea. Yeah. Yeah. All the sweet tea and grits, you know. All the good Southern food. And I turned out fine. So yeah, your baby will be fine. fine. Just keep living your best life for a while. My baby probably turned out fucking fitter than me just from this open alone. <laughs> good Maybe. Lord. You had, you scaled all the workouts, right? Yeah, I scaled. And I kind of like had to make some shit up too, just because they're even the scaled options, you know, like I'm not supposed to do like any sort of like ab crunching movement. So even right. if like you scaled toe to bar down to like sit ups, I couldn't do that. So I kind of had to make some shit up. But I think I hit all the stimuli. Is that how you, stimuluses? Stimuli? Stimuluses. Because multiple, multiple workouts. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hit them all because I was felt tired in the right at the right times. I felt sore in the right spot. So I had to make some shit up to to do the prego open, but uh, prego open, if you will. <laughs> 
but I think it was good. It was, it was very challenging. So I, I actually would really like to test like this time next year, the same workouts to see how I do and kind of, kind of see a comparison. Yeah. I want to do them again at some you point. You do? Yeah. At some point, like, you know, I'd, I did, I mean, I, I did everything one and done, so I didn't get a second shot. So I'd like a second shot to see if what I think would be a better effort would pull through. Like, I mean, I'm confident it would. I just would like another shot at them at some point. I just wasn't willing to destroy myself this time to do it. You know, did you feel destroyed? Cause you did everything RX, right? Uh, everything, but the kettlebell workout, which in hindsight, I kind of wish I had RX just as I'm confident I could have finished it and, like I finished it fast enough scaled that looking back on it, I'm like, uh, maybe I should have, but I also wanted to walk the next day and I was pretty lit up. Like my back was pretty ripped up from that one. Which was the kettlebell workout or the dumbbell workout? Dumbbell, dumbbell, sorry. Dumbbell and and box jumps. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. I mean, what was weird for me, my, my highest scored workout was the lift, which is, was shocking to me. Um, I mean, I guess I'm happy with that, but it's just like, you know, when you look at it, percentages of what I thought, where I thought I would do well and where I didn't, that was the one I didn't think I would do as well in. And I was was in the 92nd percentile for the, for that lift. Okay. That was pretty good. Um, You know, and I hit my goal for that, but, you know, I was disappointed. Like the, you know, the first workout, I was like 82nd percentile, which isn't bad. Um, But I think if I'd redone it. Excellent. If I'd redone it, I feel like I could have been in the in the ninety or higher. Like I, yeah, you know, because that workout really came down to double unders, and I didn't get back to the double unders, which is a real strength for me. And I was doing them really well that day. So, had I, you know, done what I should have done early on in the workout, I could have gotten there and and fired off a much bigger score. And then because I scaled the one, that kind of blew my. You know, when you look mm-hmm. at a ranking, it blew the ranking. I just, mm-hmm. I guess, looking back on it, I'd like to know how I would have done RXing all of them, but. It's not really a regret as much as just curiosity, if that makes sense. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. a little a little bit of ego. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, there's still some We're of all that. there. We're all there. Yeah, it'll be cool. I would love to to see your new scores when, when you have a chance to redo them because especially the dumbbell one. Did you scale it in 2017 too? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's why I, I scaled this time because I'm like, well, I scaled last time. So I, I knew I would still have a comparison as what I did before. I beat that time by like two minutes, 45 seconds. Oh, so like, dang. Okay. So I, I destroyed my previous time. Um, it was just, it was, it was a weird experience. Like, um, it, I think I heard this from a lot of people. The, to me, the workout started in the round of 40. Like that's when it got really hard. Yes. And that dumbbell, the, the dumbbell 35 pounds, which is a scale, um, isn't really heavy for me, but it's just a lot of reps. And I yes. was, I was trying to find a good pace that would allow me to move kind of quickly through the burpee box jumps or the burpee step overs without moving so fast I couldn't breathe. And so I was kind of taking, you know, short breaks on it and I wanted to keep my back intact the entire way. Cause I remember what it felt like before when I did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, I got into that round of 40 and, I was mentally out of it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go halfway or a little, I'm going to go one past halfway. And so I do 16 and put the dumbbell down and then I do 14 and I move over the box and my judge is like, what are you doing? You're at 30. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not at 30. I did 16 on the first set. He's like, yeah, that's halfway buddy. Get back on the dumbbell. So I, you know, I ended up losing some time there just in my oh. stupidity, but 
but you know, it was like anything else. It was, um, it was a good challenge. I feel good about it. Yeah. And, you know. That one is actually the one that I'm most looking forward to redoing as well, because in 2017, I was so scared of the 35 pound dumbbell. I was terrified of it. We barely ever used it. It was huge and heavy and clunky right. and I couldn't change in the air. Like I couldn't change my hands for right. the dumbbell. I had to change on the ground and my back because of that. I'm convinced that if you're changing on the ground, if you've got to put the dumbbell down, your back's going to be 10 times worse Right. because you're just spending too much time in that crouch position. So right. that's the one. And now I really love dumbbell snatches. So that's the, the one that I'm like looking for. When it was announced, I was like, God damn this pregnant belly. Like this, <laughs> I can't do it for real, for real. Um, but that's the one that I'm looking forward to testing out someday when I can like bend over again. <laughs> well, first of all, it's called a crouch position, not a crotch position. Oh, is that what I said? Yes. You can never spend too much time in the crotch position. In the crotch position. Yes. We, it's encouraged, actually. Yes, you can spend More as time. much time there as you want. As much yes. time as you want. Agreed. I was really happy with the lift. I mean, it, um, I hit 200 pounds on the complex. That's awesome, John. What, what, what was interesting about it, so what I told Sa- Saxon wasn't there because he was still in California, but I, I was messaging him afterwards. It was an interesting experience for me because I've been working out at home. And so I got really tied up on the muscle ups, like muscle ups are a real strength for me, but I've not mm-hmm. been doing them because I don't have room in the basement to do them. Right. And I didn't practice them beforehand. And like, I started failing and failing and failing and I got one and then I failed again. And I'm like, all right, well, I can stand here and keep failing and like blow my shoulders up trying to get over this bar or I can just book the time and get ready for the lift. Yeah. And so I booked it. I booked about two extra minutes of waiting for the, you know, the time cap to end. Smart. And uh, I did four lifts. I did 135, 150, was that right? One, yeah, 135, 155, 175, 200. So That's I, awesome. I made pretty decent jumps. But what was interesting for me, even at the round of 200, because working out at home, um, I can't drop a barbell or I try not to. So I have crash pads. Yeah. And uh, so I've been working out almost exclusively from hand cleans. Like I, don't, I take very little lifts from the floor. Yeah. And so I, when I, so the first clean felt really easy. I caught it like at full power. And when I mean full power, like my knees weren't bent at all. It was not a good uh-huh. lift. Like I was standing uh-huh. straight up <laughs> and then, so I'm <laughs> like, all right, like this happened faster than I expected. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well, I got to hang the second one, you know? So I had a slight pause at the top, but then like getting it back into the hang position wasn't a problem. And then the second lift was the exact same way. And I'm like, man, if, if I had actually, had the foresight to like catch this in a, the second lift in a full squat, I maybe, you know, could have added an extra 10 pounds yeah. or, or whatever, but, but I felt really good. I wanted to get to 200. I got to that. It certainly held up in my age group and it's awesome. you know, I'm not a big guy. So, you know, yeah. the fact that I did that, I felt really good about. So it was, you know, like the magic open continues where you can, you know, walk away with something and say, okay, that was progress. I felt good. Yeah, yeah. totally. I totally agree. I also like love the three week open. Love yeah. this format. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I liked mentally and from an anxiety standpoint, I liked that it was shorter. Yeah. Same, same. And I don't feel wrecked. I mean, granted, I know I had to scale everything, but like usually by week four or five is when you start being like, okay. And I liked the way that when Dave Castro said it in one of the live announcements, he was like, five weeks is a lot to ask of the affiliates to organize their schedules and to figure out their members and the owners got to be validating every week. Like it just felt, it just, this felt very appropriate and including the next step of uh, quarterfinals and then semifinals to me feels like 
a good test to figure out who should go to games. Like if we had the three week open and then the top tier went straight to the CrossFit games from here, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know if we really tested everything. We'll see. But, um, but having the system, the way that it seems to be set up for this year, I feel like is going to be a good way to determine. Well, I was a little wrecked. Um, this is not a critique on day's programming. I liked the programming. I thought all the workouts were good. Um, I was happy to get a redo one. Um, I liked the fact that, you know, we added in a new movement. It is again, this isn't a critique, but having wall walks in week one wrecked me because it's not a movement that I do very often. Like we do them, but it's not a real regular movement. And I certainly haven't been training them in the basement because I'm not going to make myself do that shit. And, um, <laughs> no, cause I love myself and, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I did like, I kind of, I did break myself on that first one. Like my back hurt, my toes hurt, like everyone else, Jillian Michaels was right. We just blew up our toes. Say it. Um, and then, you know, you follow that up the second week with a workout that's, you know, really back intensive. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're kind of going both ways, you know, extension, flexion, how, whatever you coaches say. And, um, yeah, it was rough. But then I recovered pretty good going into week three. So yeah. it was good programming. It was just like it was it was a little tougher on my body than I thought it would be. Yeah, I thought it was great programming. And I like that. I mean, like, I don't mind blowing out your shoulders and then blowing out your back. They're, they're a week apart. Right. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Back to back. He wasn't like part A. 17.1 part B wall walks and double unders. That would have been hooey. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I'm glad it's over. I have to be yeah, honest. Same. Like, and I'm same. certainly was glad it's not a five week thing for me. Yeah. And, and since I didn't make quarterfinals, I guess I don't have to worry about it. So, Ooh. Oh, you know who did make quarterfinals? Who's that? Matt did. Oh, look at that. Look I at Matt. Oh, um, in his age group and also as an individual. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> He was like, wouldn't believe me. I was like, honey, look, look at your numbers. And he was like, no, come on. No, that's awesome. Like, yeah, dude, (laughs) pay up. Give me your 50 bucks or 75 bucks or whatever it is. Cause you doing this. Well, I'd like to point out, I had two coaches in the top five. So is it weird? Have you been back to Cliffside since? Like, is it weird now? Is there like sibling rivalry going on or no? Uh, No, you know what? So, um, all three of those guys are really funny. They loved, they like to train with each other. They're typical brothers. Like there's always some smack talk and joking or whatever, but they couldn't be more supportive of each other, which really interesting about them. They're super supportive, but they kind of have this rule. Like they don't care who knocks each other out. Hmm. If, if Spencer came in and knocked Scott out of his chance to go to the games, he'd be like, you should have trained harder, brother. You know, like that's the, that's all their viewpoints, all of them. Hmm. And I, I really respect that about them that there's never been, you know, Saxon's been three times. Spence hasn't been yet. And Spence is super fit and certainly yeah. qualified. And there's never been, you know, any of that, you know, animosity that you might think would be there. Or, you know, it's it's really just a total supportive family, like so excited for each other. You know, and there have been moments where they've like hurt each other's performance, you know, both yes. ways, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, a lot of comp- Pusa two years ago, I think. Yeah, and uh, the Brazil competition. Yeah, you yeah. know, like they've certainly had those moments where that's happened. And um, yeah, they're super supportive. So it's really impressive that they're able to do that. It was interesting to me to see Scott, you know, finish second and not surprising. Just, you know, I think a lot of people had forgotten he existed after going team and he certainly mm-hmm. didn't. So that's good. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, I was very surprised. And I actually, I I did an interview with him the other day. Um 
And I said it to him. I was like, I didn't know how this was going to go because you had been training team. And because your younger brothers are nine years younger than you. Right. And one of them was on the demo team last year. Like yeah. I thought this might be their year to outshine their big brother and not even close. And he was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, the, you know, they, they are really funny. Like I said, I messaged Zach. So I was kind of texting him after the competition. I'm like, first of all, dude, you got a baby on the way. Don't kill yourself under 300 pound cleans, you know? <laughs> and, you know, he just laughed, but it's funny to me. Like people didn't think he could lift that kind of weight. Cause he weighs like a buck 75, buck yes, 80. He's very you know? small. And he's, I mean, he lifted 296. Like he's just super Gross. strong. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're just interesting that way. It'll be fun to see how they do. He said to me, you know, I said, Hey, fourth place, congrats, bro. And he's like, you know, it's funny what happens when you take all the pressure off. Cause this wasn't a qualifying event, you know? Right. Right. And, oh, you know, interesting. So I, yeah. So I think that mindset is, and you can kind of see it through the leaderboard, even as you like kind of look to see, you know, who did well and, and who didn't like, I didn't look at it and go, all right, well, like Vellner was 20th is a good example, right? I don't believe, and I could be wrong, don't get me wrong, I don't think Vellner was like trying to finish outside of the top 10, but I also don't think any of these guys are like, you know what, I'm going to go kill myself to get into the top 10. None. There's None no of them are to. thinking like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You just have to qualify. No. That's it. Yes. Just qualify for the next round, you know? Yes. And Every lo- elite athlete would have redone all of these workouts three times if it if they needed to be in the top 10. And yep. every single one of them went hard, looked at their ranking, understood that in each uh, you know, area of uh, what are they calling them? Uh, continent is it's like one per right. uh whatever. Like they're taking like the top like <laughs> 4,000 people or something right. like that. So every single one of them saw their scores in the top 500 and they were like, this is fine. What's interesting to me about that though. And I, I'm not saying that to say that Saxon placed higher than he would have. Like, it's actually kind of the opposite. It's like everyone kind of did the workouts only as much as they needed to. Yep. All of them, you know? So I think the rankings I think are really legit. And you look, you know, like Rich Froning's fifth, Noah yeah. six. Like these are very familiar names. Jeff Adler first, like, Oh uh, yeah. You know, super familiar names, people that are at the top. So it's, you know, it's, it's fun to see we're going to have an exciting season, even without Matt in it, you know. Um, I think so. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so. I'm very I'm very looking forward to, like, seeing how the guys' competition shakes out. And on the ladies' side, like, all the young ladies that are making a rush at the friggin' top spots. Unbelievable. So I laughed. Somebody said, I forget where I saw it. It was in somebody's thread. It might have even been in one of mine that, you know, when they announced – uh, 21.4 they're like okay heavyweights are here guess all those 16 year olds are done and then emma carey lifts 218 mal o'brien does 217 i'm like are you kidding me like i mean i knew they could do that much weight because i'd seen i've seen mal do right, it right right know? but it's like you know you, you never really wrap your mind around the fact that you know emma who's six you know she's 16 is that right yeah that i think them? she is 16 yeah did 218 tia did 230 so there's a mm-hmm. 12 pound difference between them you know and tia's world you know obviously a world-class lifter on top of being game champion you know uh, many times so but it's should, like this next generation of kids man they are going to blow everything up it's crazy like i yeah i'm looking at some of the weights that lifted like danny spiegel did 236 which is just sick to me like i'm like danny jesus like 
Come on. Which, hey, by can the way, I tell well, you a funny Danny story real quick? <laughs> I love it. I love Danny's stories. Let's do this. So she texted me the other night. It's like 1230 a.m. And I was like, I didn't even see it until or maybe I was up late. I can't remember. But in my head, I was like, what are you doing? Go to bed. But it was like after midnight and she texted me and all it is is a TikTok video of some lady like pulling apart a cabbage and putting pieces of cabbage under her eyes, like on her eye bags. All it said was, I remember you said that you were worried about this on you. So maybe try this out. Because I'm always like, oh, these bags are in my eyes. I need like fillers or whatever. And that was it. Like, I don't know what she was doing after midnight. And she just saw this TikTok of this lady like placing cabbage all over her face. And she was like, oh, Nikki really needs to see this right now. Oh my God. I love Danny. She's I haven't so tried it yet, but I'm going to. You'll see me with the cabbage face. <laughs> we need we need to get her back on. We haven't had crazy stories in a while. We need to <sighs> we should do we need to do at least quarterly just one crazy story podcast and have her yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. She's probably got a bunch now that she's like moved. I wonder if like <laughs> the creepers came out in the move. Oh uh, where did she move to? To the West Coast. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All, all you poor women deal with all the creepers all the time anyway. It's ter- so terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't got any, have well, you got any weird, up, creep, so that- any weird like pregnancy creepers at this point? Cause you know, they're out there. No. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? If feet are a thing, pregnancy is a thing. Is there like a Pornhub category for like women who are lactating or something? I cannot confirm or deny that Nikki. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why would I know no. that? I why well, of course why would you know that why what, would I, what is why, that website even I do I've not know that at all it. Nikki I have never looked that up at all it is not in never. my Google search yes. look I'm not one to <laughs> yuck anybody else's yum but at the same time like no please don't um, no I haven't gotten any I have gotten a lot of DMs uh, with baby name recommendations <laughs> oh what are they what are the best ones <laughs> there were some good ones um uh. One came in today that I actually really liked. It was Beckett. Beckett. Oh, yeah. that's, man, this is the whitest kid ever. Beckett. Yeah, there's that. It's a little vanilla, but, um, and also like <laughs> being, being from Boston, there's Sound- like a. There's Beckett a, sounds a like a mouse in a Disney movie. You can't name that kid Beckett. A I feel like he's. Disney? Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like a cartoon character. Beckett. I just liked that it was different. I like yeah, that. That's cute. Pe- I like that people aren't messaging me being like, name him Dave. Like See, I, I've thought of Dave. Like that has come to mind. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna shit on every name you tell me until the only name left is John. John. <laughs> <laughs> and no biblical but, names. Remember, mm. I'm trying to avoid oh, okay. that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good point. Including the first book, so there uh, will be no Moseses. No Moseses. Mosai. Mosai. <laughs> any other any other names that have been suggested? No, that's been my favorite one. Um, someone recommended, I, and I'm totally blanking on it now because I'm I've been put on the spot. But it's the Archie, oh, which I actually you. really like. However, until you have a ginger, what, right? A ginger, and that's what um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry named their kid. Yes. And like the number of people who tell me like on a weekly that Matt looks like Prince Harry. I'm like, we can't name our kid Archie. We just can't do it. <laughs> it's too on the nose. It's not fair. I like Archie. It's a cute little name. I do too. It's really cute. 
And you could nice. uh, name your next baby Jughead. You could have the whole gang. It would be great. Could have, yeah, absolutely. No, we can't do it. It's too. It's too <laughs> much the same. All right. Well, I want people to send us baby names. Send them to me so I can select them. That'd vet them, them for me. Yes, I will vet yeah. all the baby names. Perfect. It'll be great. Just give me a short list in the end. Yes. <laughs> all right. What are we talking? We're talking. We're talking game stuff, right? Do yeah, I wanted to just bring this up since we we are talking about the end of the um, end of the open, and there was some kind of like next step breaking news today on the game's website. So. For those of you who haven't been totally following the process from here on out, we just finished a three-week open. Next is quarterfinals. It's in uh, two weeks, week and a half from now, weekend of uh, April 9th through the 12th. And it's going to be a number of workouts, and we don't really know. No one's really said much about quarterfinals other than I think it's like five workouts, and the athletes will be doing them at some point within that like Friday to Monday time span, but we really don't know much about that yet. So that's the next step. Then the top athletes from there, from quarterfinals, will go to semifinals. And this is the news that was just dropped today. So there's going to be four weeks of semifinal events. These are the former sanctionals, if you will. So week one is like the MAC and Torium Pro. Week two is going to be Granite Games, uh, Fittest in Cape Town, Brazil, Week three is going to be Lowlands uh, and Asia. And then week four is West Coast Classic, Atlas Games, and the German Throwdown. And by the way, Atlas and German Throwdown are both now virtual events because of COVID restrictions and things like that. So we kind of always knew this was coming. We kind of always knew it was going to go open for three weeks, quarterfinals, which was going to be online again, and then semifinals, which were hopefully going to be these live in-person events all over the world. The breaking news part of it is that CrossFit also announced that in addition to the scheduled in-person semifinal events, they've added what they're calling a virtual catch-all semifinal, which will take place in the fourth week. So that's the middle of June. And it's going to allow any athletes who are unable to travel to their respective semifinal due to COVID restrictions, the chance to still compete. And that's new. We've never really seen. So now there's four weeks plus this virtual catch-all event if you haven't if you haven't been able to travel i think it's interesting it is interesting there's a number of things that are interesting to me here first of all the europeans are pissed off um, are they i haven't heard yes Tell well me. like they so they you know i i keep getting messages from them all through the open pissed off already and this makes it even more so they're on lockdown they're still in lockdown and right like, yeah, I'm not blaming cars. So this isn't me railing on CrossFit. It's like, but you know, people are obviously frustrated. They've been in lockdown. They're not coming out of lockdown anytime soon. They don't know, see the end in sight. And, you know, CrossFit's over here going, all right, we're going to start the competition now. And Americans, you go first. And then the Europeans are going, the Europeans are like, we don't know when we're getting a lockdown. So how are we going to do rope climbs and running and an assault bike? And we get fined if we actually go to the gym. So we kind of have to do it at home. And if you don't have all this at home, like, they're railing. So like, if you go onto the, you know, onto the websites, you know, particularly I was looking at Dave's today cause he announced it and uh, they're railing on them. Oh, you mean, you mean for quarterfinals? Yeah. Just in, well, just in for general. The like immediate for all, next step, like yeah. to qualify. Yeah. Because, because for quarterfinals, you're right. They did release an additional equipment list that has like a 15 foot rope for rope climbs. And I think it has a GHD and maybe a couple other things that not everyone has in their basement. So yes, that's, that's a good point though. 
parts of Europe are coming out of lockdown in the next like two weeks, right? Yeah, it should, but still, like, you know, it's, you know, these are all different countries, so they're all going to have yes. different regulations no, right. and rules or whatever. And, you know, I think yes. people are, it's, I don't know, I guess there's no, this has nothing to do with CrossFit, the organization or Dave or anyone else. It's just like people are frustrated that you've been locked up for a long period of time and, yeah. and you don't know when that's coming out and you have something you love like CrossFit and you want to compete. And, you know, I'm sure the fans, especially the fans are looking at it and going, man, the best of the best in Europe may not get a compete hmm. to some, yeah, you know. that's tough. That's really tough because what, what is the alternative is CrossFit like halts the competition until COVID gets better. Lord knows, Lord knows rather when that could be, will be because of all the strains and all the other things that are happening. Well, and here's the other thing. So like, these are not this, this part does become a qualifier for the games, right? I'm right mm-hmm. about that, right? Well, quarterfinals becomes a qualifier for semifinals. Yeah, okay. So, you know, the question becomes now then, particularly for those in lockdown, A, do they have the facilities to do it? And B, as we do these, like, virtual catch-alls, are they going to be sending judges out to do it? Like, they just don't have details yet, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. We just don't know yet. Um, so that that's the thing. Like, we, everyone knows a competition like the Open – where you're judging yourself brings a lot of scrutiny. We've seen it for years. You can look back on, you know, like the Brooke Wells videos, one that immediately comes to mind where, you know, sure. the, the handstand pushups and people were complaining about how it was filmed. And, you know, so now we're going into this new one. People may be filming themselves, like nobody knows. And I think it's the uncertainty plus being locked up for a long period of time. That's just, you know, it's driving people crazy. And um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they sort it out. My complaint right now uh, you know, I heard Armin railing about this the other day. And and now that I, you know, I'm really starting to notice it is that like, we seem to be getting a lot of this information from Dave and not from the games website. Like it's all on the games website, but like Dave announced on his page that the semifinals update Atlas games, the German throwdown move into virtual, but it's not on the games Instagram page. It's like, why is the director of the CrossFit games, the new source? Like he should be creating workouts, not, be the new source like we're for, oh. we're we're forced to follow him to find out the breaking news when we ought to be getting it from the game site and we ought to be getting it from the website well it's, i i will argue that it comes out on the website at the same time well of course I, but i mean come on nobody goes to the web anymore nikki we all use instagram and oh, tiktok and whatever and i always i like trollgames.crossfit.com constantly okay, okay well the games has an instagram page He's yeah, the they dir- should, he's the director, not the they new source. They should be more active. Well, I, that I disagree with. I like that he's like the one that's dropping that information when we here's, have it. Here's the problem. But I don't disagree it. that the that the games Instagram should also do that. This is this is the same complaint I had when when we disagreed a couple weeks ago, and you were blatantly wrong. And that was <laughs> is that he's the director of the game. So like a, a week or so ago. He posted uh, the CrossFit Games anti-doping program, which, by the way, awesome that they're posting that. Love it. Yeah. They need to post every single test. Like, I'm all for it. But he posts it, and he puts the people in there, and he made a point to single out Ricky Garrard. I don't want to make this about Ricky, but in his – in the comment section, he said he's looking forward to this guy coming back to the competition clean. Now, this is the guy that creates the rules to the games. He literally creates the rules, right? Creates the workouts and the rules for them, and is now quite literally saying, I'm looking forward to him coming back, showing that he has a preference toward an athlete. Now, (gasps) whether it means he likes the athlete or doesn't, it could be inferred by other athletes. Not to mention, you got other athletes that hate this kid. 
hate Wait, him. I didn't take it that way at all. I took People it as will. him. People but I took it as him being like, hey, I'm putting out there that this is our doping policy and these are our rules. And per our rules, this guy was sanctioned, served his time away. And if he's coming back, then he's coming back clean because we're still out there and we're still testing and we're still making sure that everything's going the way we need it to in order to run a clean competition. No argument to that. But again, he's the director of the game stick. You quite literally said, literally said, looking forward to seeing him return clean. He yeah. should have he should have no stakes in looking forward to or not looking forward to someone returning ever as the director of the game. Returning clean. He should be looking forward to everyone competing clean. Okay. But again, my point is is like this is a guy that creates the rules for the game. Yeah. So I, I'm just thinking of the other athletes that this kid kept off the podium when he cheated. Right. And Dave's going, can't wait for this guy to come back. Clean. Which, not just matter. can't wait for him to come back. Oh, it I think it matters matter. a lot. I think no. it matters a ton. Here's what matters, Nikki. We shouldn't be having this debate. That's the point. Why? He should not be involved in liking or not liking athletes. He's creating the damn rules to the game, creating but, the rules. He's not an administrator. He's not even, you know, the guy in charge of the games. He's literally creating the rules. He could, if, if he's showing preferential treatment or even there's the, the, inference or even just the fact that we're debating that there could or couldn't be preferential treatment it puts a cloud on the games that's the point you want someone in charge of the rules completely and utterly impartial completely and utterly he's creating the rules yes he is creating the rules i just don't think that this is a show of preferential treatment at all And so it doesn't, again, it doesn't, you, but, quali- but I don't, I don't disagree with you that there should or shouldn't be preferential treatment. I just don't think that that is, I'm not, I'm not showing, I'm not saying he is showing preferential treatment. I'm saying the fact that we have the ability to debate it is a monster problem. I disagree. And, and as the director and, of games, he's not just, he's not just like, like from nine to five every day, making workouts in setting rules. Like there's so much more that he has a hand in, in developing the system around the entire competitive angle of CrossFit. So I like that he has the news and tells us the news and breaks the news of what's happening when. And like, I think that's all part of his role. Then he shouldn't be creating the rules. If he's the one breaking the news and saying, Hey, I'm excited. This athlete's coming back. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. That's going to be great to see him compete. He shouldn't be the one creating the workouts for that kid to compete in. Somebody else should be doing it. But that's not what he said. He didn't say I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him compete clean. And in, yeah. Didn't he? He said, said, looking forward to seeing him return to the competition floor clean. Clean. Okay. So you're, you're looking at the word clean. My debate is he's looking forward to seeing him. Well, but if he, if he didn't put the word clean, then there was no context for his post. He could say, he could say, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone come back. Well, clean is like the only content he would never bring. I can't wait to see you, bro. Like clean is the context of this post. And he is, and he is competing. Like we know that Ricky's like doing the open wads and shit. So assuming he qualifies, I mean, this is, which is, yeah, yeah, of course we don't know. My, we don't my, even know what the next step looks like yet. My, my point is the person in charge of the games should be unimpeachable in their debate i shouldn't be able to poke holes in his story i don't think you are i absolutely am he quite literally said he's looking forward to seeing him return you're focusing on clean i'm going to focus on looking forward to seeing him return that's well, preferential you can't, treatment we can't like break up sentences and take you're breaking it context. up you're no, breaking I'm, up the clean part 
No, I'm using it in the in the entire sentence the way that it is. I'm using it in the entire sentence. I'm looking forward to seeing him return clean. I'm not putting the emphasis on clean. I'm looking forward to seeing him return. He'll be clean. I'm looking forward to it. What's the difference? The difference is you're not finished. It's like you're like taking it like looking forward to seeing him compete would be an issue. But looking forward to clean in the context of that post where he was talking about the fact that this guy, these are our hey, rules. This guy served his time and now he's coming back. I don't, I don't think Dave likes Ricky any more than anybody else. That's also my opinion. I think Dave's a great programmer and I, I don't think he's trying to screw people. My point is he should be unimpeachable. And this is, is another sign that CrossFit's not managing this piece of their business. That's my point. Like somebody needs to manage this. The, you, the longer we have this, this, I'm going to call it a cloud. It's not a cloud, but it's all I can come up with on the spot. This viewpoint that Dave can do what he wants and he maybe or maybe not isn't showing preferential treatment and he's the new source and he's the one in charge. This will always be an amateur sport with a large paycheck. Always. I, I, I mean, I guess I just don't see, I don't see any of that. Like, like, like the, the things you're rattling off, like don't that that's not reflective to me. And like the things that I see, like when you post the news, the breaking news here's, or whatever, like I, I'm here's glad an, to here's see an, that coming here's from, an example. from the middle of the news. Here's a, here's a perfect example. There was a, a basketball game the other night. And I think it was a college game. If I'm remembering right. Um, I don't even remember what college it was. So apologies to whatever college got screwed here. <laughs> oh. But uh, it might even been hockey. I don't even remember the sport. It was a sport though. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the refs, yeah, it was hockey, said I wanted like got caught in an open mic saying, God, I wanted to call a penalty on that guy. Showing preferential treatment. Now, he didn't say I was trying to make up a penalty. He didn't say I was hoping the guy would do something stupid so I could call one. He just said, Man, I wanted to call a penalty on that guy. Probably just in a moment of frustration because he didn't like the athlete. The guy's no longer gonna be a ref in that sport. Mm. Because refs have to be completely impartial because they manage the rules. Dave right. manages the rules. I guess I'm sorry. I just don't think this is the same thing at all. Not and, even a little bit. Well, and look, I could be wrong. I'm just telling you, I believe at some point it's either going to blow up on us or the sport's just never going to grow past what it is. And for me, I want the sport to continue to grow. And I think in order for it to do that, you need some level between the person creating the rules and the athletes. And this is another example that there's no one between them. I don't That's know. All. I also want the sport to grow. And I, I like the, I and mean, this is kind of like the, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I like the structure and the personas and the dissemination of information and, and doesn't feel preferential to me. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I think it will, I think it will help us grow because it differentiates us from other professional sports in that respect. But that's like, this is, I don't, we don't even, this is another you, can of worms. Do you think you're going to get more professional, high quality athletes to want to come into the sport that could potentially show preferential treatment toward the athletes? I don't think that's, I don't think that there's professional, <laughs> like high-end athletes that are looking to come into CrossFit, but then see Dave Castro's Instagram posts and say, I'm not doing this. Just kidding. I don't think that's happening. Well, I don't think we have those high quality athletes at that level yet. That's, you know, that's coming Where up. Where do you think the they'll come from? I think they're coming up from those teenagers. Oh yeah, totally. totally. That's absolutely where they're coming from. And look, and and I could be blown out. I'll, I'll fully admit I could be blown out of proportion. And I'm sure people are going to send clubs to this to Dave. And like, I feel like I should be leading sentences with really bombastic things and let them just clip it out so they can think I'm a total jackass. You know, 
Uh, I, like I don't know the one. real you, John. Dave makes the worst workouts for the best programmer ever. You know, and they, just cl- <laughs> they can clip just out that second part. part. Yeah, they can clip out that second part and send it to him and he'll just hate me. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, and again, I could be wrong. I'm just thinking, I, I want to see this sport be an actual sport. I'd like to see yeah. it be in colleges and yes, on ESPN on the regular basis. And, and I, you know, I think there's some things they got to nail down to make that happen. I don't know. I think we're, I think we're heading in that trajectory just by doing what we're doing. And I don't think that those things need to change. Mm. Yeah. Well, me. we'll see. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a Homer. What can I say? You know, I'm a Homer. Yeah. You're the home, you're the home girl. You got to agree with them. I get it. <laughs> oh, what's a Homer? Like a That's Homer Simpson? No, you're donuts. like, you're the hometown girl. You know, you got to agree with what they say. You think that's, so? That's a, no, I don't think so. Oh, but, I'm like, really? Do I? Because I was no, I was defending you. I haven't. Agreed. I was I was defending you in the DMs to people. Someone goes, she has to agree because she's paid by them. I'm like, first of all, she's not paid by them. First all right? of all, I'm not paid <laughs> yeah. by them. She's not LOL. paid by them. Yeah, I'm like, she's not paid by <laughs> if them. If only. Like, I wish. I told them all. I told them all the truth. I'm like, Nick, Nikki doesn't agree with them because she's paid by them. She agrees with them because she's naive. That's what I told them. Oh and yeah, there's thought, that. Yeah, I thought it was perfect. No, there's definitely that. No, I agree with them because I like the way that things are. I mean, that's just me. Maybe for, perhaps unpopular opinion, but for the record, yeah. I am excited to see Ricky Garrard compete. I want to see him out there. Like I, you know, I don't disagree with that in concept. I want to see him out there clean, and I would love to see them. And then maybe they are. I haven't done enough research to know, but I would love to see them post all these drug tests every time they test someone. Post it. Like we should be able to look up and see who got tested. You know, and every of the yeah, other. Yeah, I did think that's cool. You know? I think the yeah, more they I do that, the less people can poke post. holes at the sport. Like I think it professionalizes the sport to be able to say, look, Frazier was tested a hundred times or 50 times or a yeah. thousand times. Yeah, yeah. And like, I can't tell you how many times I've shown up at the gym and Saxon's in the bathroom with another guy, you know, yep. having a pee in front of them. Like, it's like, yep. they show up and they get tested. And like, I know the coaches I'm around get tested. So I know what's happening. It, it, yeah. I would like to see it on the web. So everyday normal people could look it up and say, Oh, I, Makes sense. These guys are getting tested all the time. Yeah, you know. that would be cool. I would like that. Yeah, it'd be good. And, you know, I just from a curiosity standpoint, I would be curious to know how often, you know, the top tier athletes are getting tested. The other ones that are like come, coming up, are they getting tested? The teens, like, you know, I'm just curious what that whole policy is. Just be interesting to see. So. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, especially now that we're like more global than ever. And we're trying to figure out how to do this, like, you know, open to quarter to semi to whatever, some in person, some online, like, yes, there's got to be a whole new protocol they're working on to make sure that everyone that needs to be tested is tested in the appropriate days and times. I mean, obviously in-person events, I'll never forget the most stressful part of working in, in a regional or turned into sanctionals, but used to be regional was that we had a very finite amount of time to get winter interviews because we had, we had like a broadcast schedule that we had to stay with and we couldn't just broadcast from what, however, whenever we wanted to. So it was a very fast, like scramble between when they announced the winners because they had just been doing all the calculations with scoring. And when my team could go and like grab the people and I had like 20 seconds with each one. And I had to, I had a whole team of volunteers that 
forced them to stay on the competition floor while I was like, okay, third place. Okay. Second place. Okay. First place. Come over here. Quick, two good questions, two good questions. And during this time, it was so stressful because the athlete control people, the moment winners were announced, were instructed to whisk them away for drug testing. And I, my whole team of volunteers were like, no, 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 they have to stay. They have to stay for 90 seconds. Nikki needs an interview. And everyone was like, we got to go. They got announced. We got to watch them pee. And it was always so <laughs> stressful to me because I hear them in my ear being like, okay, where's second place? And I'm like, second place is walking away. We have to go faster. Right. <laughs> like it was a, it was a struggle. But so I know that they're, they do a lot of that in the in-person stuff and they're probably going to have to refinagle how to do it all around the world virtually too, you know? I did have a, a little laugh to myself when I was uh, watching the Frazier interview on Rogan. He was talking about the testing and how he was just used to just talking to the guy while he's peeing. And I'm like, I'm a nervous peer. I'd never be able to compete mm-hmm. ever. There is no chance I'm peeing in front of somebody. No chance. Yep. Like, like sorry, dude. Oh, it was funny when you heard him say, when you heard him say like, um, they got so used to it and the guy would come at 6 a.m. And sometimes he just didn't need to pee. So the guy right. would have to like watch him sleep right. for a while. <laughs> yeah, hang out. I'm going to sleep for another hour. So oh. weird. What a weird life of professional athlete. I will never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not peeing in front of somebody. No, like I don't like to pee next. Like, you know, dudes are weird. Anyway, we got urinals. We don't even like standing next to each other, you know, and you got to stare funny. straight ahead. No, if you look down, bro, no, uh, there's mm. none of that, you know, don't use your peripherals, stare straight at that wall. <laughs> like, I'll no. pee in front of anyone. I don't Girl. really, I don't really care. <laughs> girls are girls are built different. You guys go to the bathroom in pairs anyway. Dudes are like, yeah. no, you know, like I've peed in front of so many people. I have to like stop myself actively from like peeing while I'm on the phone with people because I don't, <laughs> I just don't give a shit. And like some people I do pee while I talk to them, but some people I like have to put the phone on mute and I'm like, I probably shouldn't be peeing on this work call, but here I am. I do that. I have a lot of conference calls I take from home. (laughs) Oh God, I don't know if from work listens to this, but I do conference calls from home sometimes. (laughs) And so I have to go to the bathroom and so I put it on mute and that's my nightmare scenario that I take Uh it off mute, take it off mute as I'm flushing. Like like, I know it's going to happen at some point. And because we're always on these uh, WebEx, you know, there's a little microphone next to your name. And so when it makes a sound, the microphone flickers, (laughs) you know, so they'll know it's me. Yep. Totally. Totally. Um, you want to like level that up one when I was working in-person events back in the day, pre COVID. And I always had, um, a microphone on me and I always had like an ear pack in my, or a audio pack. Um, I would like have to untangle myself and whatever, and like mute everything every time I went to pee or the entire truck would listen to me pee. Oh, that'd be the best. Yeah. You could record oh, it and sell it. It's another way to make another income stream God, for you. Nikki. I am missing out on so much money. I know all these income streams. Do you think that there might be a whole subset of people who only want to listen to pregnant ladies pee? Guaranteed. <sighs> people are so weird, and I will take their money. <laughs> I'm absolutely figuring out how weird the world is. The mm. bigger the page gets, the more people I talk to, the weirder people become. Really? It's just yes. It's so weird. So weird. Ask you on dates ever? No, I don't get. I don't get any of that. Like, it isn't that I'm getting weird stuff. I'm seeing other people's weird stuff because people just post stuff in their stories. You know, Danny posted a really good one the other day about some guy messenger, and it was like six paragraphs long, and it was basically just talking about how great he is, trying to get her to go out with him, and that you know he's 
you know, I, I, I think he was telling her he was like a sultan or a prince and he had all this money and, mm. and it was like this laundry list of things. And like right in the middle of it, he said how he donates all this money to the Red Cross. And I messaged her. I'm like, you should just message him and say, I don't like the Red Cross. That's all you should say. Because <laughs> that would be the most random thing you could say to somebody. Like, who doesn't like the Red Cross, you know? And she just laughed her ass off. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to do that. But I'm like, seriously. So it's like stuff like that you see all the time. It's like, I don't know. But how many times has that worked for that, dude? Well, where I see it more often, I know we've had him on before, but uh, Jessica's page, you look like a man. Oh. Like she's always posting like uh. the things dudes send to women is so bizarre to me. Like I can't even wrap my mind around what people will say to other people. And it's not like just like the comments on people's pages. I'm not excusing it, but I understand it because people think they have. I've got free speech, so I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Doesn't, you know, makes me not an asshole. So they say whatever they want in the comments. And I kind of understand it. I don't excuse it, but I understand it. It's the DMs that are crazy to me, where you would just message someone and go, hey, quit having plastic surgery, or hey, your boobs are too small, or, uh-huh. or hey, wanna F, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's being a female on the internet. It's not even, yeah, and it's not even that. Like she posted one the other day, it was a DoorDash driver. <gasps> and the guy messaged, you know, cause you get messages from DoorDash. Yeah. 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 You can like text them. It might've been Uber Eats. So it was, I think it was DoorDash. Anyway, she messages and, and says uh, the guy who she was delivering food to, he's like, uh, Hey, I'm sorry. I was rushing down. I was upstairs getting dressed. You know, you looked, you looked really great though. And she responds, he goes, well, thank you. I felt like a mess. Like she was very polite. And he goes, what are you doing later? And then sends her a dick pic. Like, no. Yes. Sorry, oh, I'm, my I'm like, God. I'm like, who does that to their Uber Eats driver? Like, she's going to bring you food again, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's awkward. I'm like, oh. I'm Good like, Lord. Did you see the one the other day she posted that was like, it was an article um, that was like some school district somewhere in the world was going to be offering like free like pads and tampons, like putting them around yeah. in the school or something for for girls when they start their period. And some guy commented on it and was like, I disagree with this because then women are going to think it's okay to just have their periods <laughs> out wherever, like at school. Just have it whenever you want. Like you can and hold it And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know like how to... I didn't even know how to respond that like, that was like someone's real life thought. Like we can't put pads in schools or else women are going to think it's okay to have their period at school. It's not okay to have your period whenever you want. Hold that shit in ladies. Literally though. Hold it in. Dude, Jessica's page. If you don't follow, you look like a man. You absolutely have to, because it is, it is eye opening. And sometimes I can't even, sometimes it's like too dark and deep and I have to like swipe past the stories because it's just like, I can't, I get too upset, but it is educational and everyone needs to see what she's doing. Yeah. Some of it's way too much for me. I gotta be honest. Like I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at all of it and some of it like, and I love Jessica. This isn't a complaint on her, but some of it I think is so confrontational. It makes me uncomfortable. I respect what she's doing. It's just like, I don't want to go there emotionally, like watching the fights right, between right, people. Right. So I yeah. don't follow all of it. I don't unfollow her. I just don't look at it like anything else. If I don't like it, I just don't look at it. Yeah. But it is like the stuff like that, that I see that I'm like, oh, it seems so bizarre that someone had that thought and thought that was okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you know, just, 
bizarre. Yeah. And it's real. Like, I think we're so insulated, right? Like people, people who are our friends and probably in our circles of friends and, you know, followers or you or listeners of this podcast, like we're, we're insulated in the free thinking (laughs) circles that we run in. And we forget that this stuff we exists. Like those people aren't just being like internet idiots. They live their lives every day thinking that that's okay or thinking that treating women like that is okay or thinking that, you know, it's just, I could go on forever. It's another rabbit hole. We should call this episode the rabbit holes we don't go down. Well, well, the one we're not going to go down, but I'll mention because it's part of the story is, uh, you know, we have all these people on the podcast. We had Athena uh, on who wrote Lifting the Weight, right? And she did a post on uh, Morning Chalk Up last week. Uh, basically saying she wished Snowball had more exclu- uh, inclusive sizes for bigger people. Right. You know, she wasn't saying, Hey, Noble shouldn't be the sponsor or Noble is a bunch of jerks for not having XXL sizes. She's just saying, Hey, it would be, you know, you guys are the sponsor of CrossFit, not just the this, this sport, but of CrossFit. There are some of us that don't wear XLs. So we wear bigger than that. We'd like some, would you mind making them? You know? Yeah. And oh my God, people lost their shit in the comments. And <gasps> and again, we're saying things like, well, maybe you shouldn't just be fat. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, no, we're not. I'm yes, I'm like, why are you guys so why can't why can't people just be nice to each other sometimes online? Good. Like I and don't get me wrong, this is coming from the guy that says a lot of mean shit online, but but it's like, come on. Like at some point you gotta step back and go, let's look at like who's saying it, why are they saying it? And maybe I just want to take a moment to try to at least try to understand the viewpoint. Yeah. You know? Instead, it becomes about, well, it's a free market capital system and they should be able to sell whatever they want. And we're like, yeah, they should. But hey, we'd like some XXL you know, sizes. Like, <laughs> It's a free market capital system. I will buy your shit. I yeah. will give you my money. That just was her point. Change it up, yo. Yeah. Like, she's like, we want it to up. be. Yeah. She's like, we want it to. We want to spend money with them. That's the point. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's just, uh, it was just, for me, it was just an example of kind of what we're talking about here where people would just uh, say the weirdest, most horrible things. And you sit there do. and think, man, like why to, like, what makes you think that thought is okay to like, just yeah. go on and just troll and fight with people just to troll and fight. Know. You know, I don't know. It's always the weirdest people too. Do you find that, that like, it's always the weirdest, like people who aren't following you, who are trolling you, who like have to like come out of the woodwork to find you. So I think you popped up on their feed. Right. That's what I always find. Like the people who like pop up, like the guy who popped up onto my page the other day to just tell me that I need a nose job. I was like, well, but you, you don't even follow me. It's not like I came, it's not like you were tapping through my stories and saw me and you were like, well, that bitch has a huge nose. Like, where did you come from to find my page to then find a photo to comment that is so strange. Like, and the, I don't even, it doesn't upset me. I'm more baffled. Like that people have that kind of time. Were you, were you counting the minutes until I attacked him though? You're like, I wonder how long I knew it was John coming. I knew the moment, the moment he commented, I was like, Oh God, John's going to see this. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I made three or four comments that I deleted before I chose the final one. I went with. <laughs> John, John defending my honor on uh, Instagram is my favorite thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and it happens hey. every time. Every time someone makes a shitty post, I'm like, oh God, John's going to see this. This guy's going to get eviscerated. Uh, well, and I don't feel like I eviscerated. I, what I was trying to do is like, all right, I have to be mean enough that it hurts his feelings, but not so mean I can get in trouble with Instagram, but mean enough that everyone else sees it and they'll pile on him. And it was very effective. In <laughs> it that was regard. excellent. Yes, it was very effective. You're totally every, right. Because then everyone piled on him. That's what I wanted. That's exactly yeah, what I wanted. Perfect. 
It was perfect. I also typed a couple things that I ended up deleting. Yeah, like, it's like it's tough. Yeah. And that, first of all, I what I want to say to the guy was like, that's the best you could come up with. Like well, I, kind I can give of you, me too. I can give you ten insults on Nikki besides a big nose. Come on, like Seriously. get your shit together. And bro. also, also, it's like I, I, yes, I, I do have a big <laughs> nose. Like, what are we, what are we debating? Zero things. Uh, but uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I typed some. I, but again, it's like it's not. Seeing that shit never upsets me. Like I never go home at the end of the night and be like, oh my God, is my nose too big? Like that's never the the thought that crosses my mind. It's always more like, where did you find the effort and how did you decide to come out of the woodwork with that? Like that's what you landed on. Oh, it's because he's not he's not it. a good he's not a good troll. Here's a lesson for anyone that wants to troll. Ooh, Here, okay. Here's your lesson. Don't pick traits that people don't have control over. You can't, if you say, if you, if you say to me, for instance, you're bald. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. I, I don't have control <laughs> over that. And like, I don't like it, but that's not the ultimate troll. If you want to pick on someone, pick on something they're working on. If you're, if I were going to pick Ooh. on you, it'd be like, Hey, your arms look too big. Right. That would be the one that would get you. Cause you actually work on that. Right. You know? Damn it. For a dude, it'd be like, hey, your calves are skinny. You know, it's like you got to like mm. pick the things people like are trying to be good at. That's how you troll them. You know, I'm like, the dude is just an idiot. Just a right. Troll idiot, but he landed poorly. With yes. Insult. People think they have the right to say whatever they want. Oh, well. The Internet. Let's just delete it forever. <laughs> I like it. I know well, you do. I just I just block them. Yes, I should do that, too. I've gotten really good at blocking people. I blocked a couple last week, actually. Ooh. Would you like to read their usernames no. <laughs> live on the air? <laughs> no, look, I I asked somebody nicely not to do something. Like they were going, they were going into a, the comment section uh, and trying to create drama. And they had this, what they thought was a funny line talking about, hey, let's bring Christ back into CrossFit. Right? Trying to get Christians pissed off and start a fight. And then he would continually troll him. He's done it before, you know? Oh. And so I told him, I'm like, Hey, and I deleted three or four of the comments. And by the fifth time of me having to delete one, I just messed straight up message the guy. And I'm like, Hey, this is going to be your only warning. Good for don't, you. Don't do it or you're out of here. And then he changed screen names and did it again, thinking I wouldn't be smart enough to figure it out. So I blocked both the screen names. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I'm not stupid. I remember what the last one was. I know what this one is. I just blocked you both. Like, just dumb. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, don't create drama where there isn't any, like, don't go in and, you know, for me, it wasn't about Christians and non-Christians. It's just like, why pick on somebody just for the sake of doing it? You know, because it isn't fun. It isn't like a meme. Like I do that in memes, but it's not, it's not intended in a mean spirited way. It's a meme. Like memes right. have, are like kind of their own thing going into the comments and like yeah. drilling somebody for their religion or their race or their, their nose or whatever. It's just yeah. mean and meanness is it's just gross. Um, I will end with this. Do you remember putting the Christ back in CrossFit? Just made me remember there was a video, like a funny video on YouTube. This was yes. a million years ago. This I is, remember. Do you remember CrossFit? Yes. It had to have been in the very beginning of CrossFit. It had to have been like 
2011 or 12 or something that someone made this YouTube video and it was literally like cross dash fit. And it was like a, like fake Jesus character that was like thrustering with like a big wooden cross. Well, in those days you could do that stuff on the internet and people wouldn't get triggered, but now they're so left. Yeah. Now you can't, I'm not kidding. I am so careful. I have, matter of fact, I have a meme sitting in my deck right now that I've been sitting on for two days because I can't bring myself to post it. Not going to do it. I've, oh, I will. Me. I will. I'll do it. But okay. it's, uh, you know, it's like you, at this point, I do have posts that I look at for a long period of time before I decide whether I should or shouldn't and plenty that I just never post because mm. I, I just don't want to fight that. Even though I think something's funny, I like, I look at it for a while and I'm like, how many people are going to be pissed? And if it's more than 10% of my followers, I don't post it because it's not good worth the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for me. I offend I w- those many people. I kind of want to open a second anonymous page and just post all my horrible things on there. Oh God, <laughs> that would be, that would be <laughs> toxic. Uh, it had to get back to me. Someone would figure out it was me and then I'd be in trouble. Totally. So, totally. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Right. Yeah. Happy end of the open. Yes. It was a uh, good open. Glad it's over. Now Same. we can uh, critique everybody else's work as they get into <laughs> quarterfinals and semifinals. And- <laughs> I can sit on the couch eating Cheetos, yelling at the screen about how unfit those people are when yes. they come in last. Girl Scout cookies. Order some Girl Scout cookies. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Perfect. For sure. All right. Well, this is fun. Go pick out a baby name. And for everyone okay. listening, send me baby names. And uh, we'll, <laughs> na- we'll narrow it down to a good one. And uh, we appreciate you guys being with us tonight, and we will chat with you guys soon.